Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning is an exciting day because we are starting a new series and it's going to be a short series, about six days, because in June we are going to be going through the book of Psalms. Uh, It's a 30-day month, and there are 150 chapters in the book of Psalms, so that means we're going to take five chapters a day. Now, I'm probably not going to read five chapters a day on the... on the podcast, excuse me. But what what I'm going to do is challenge you to read them, and I, of course, will be reading them, and they will be from, the devotions will be from those five chapters of Scripture that correlate with the given day. But I think it's a good way to go through Scripture and um, to, to really get through the book of Psalms. And if you've been uh, here since the beginning, that means you will have gone through the book of Proverbs, the book of Psalms, gone in depth into the chapter of Hebrews 11 and looked at the uh, Hall of Faith. I mean, th- there's a lot of, really, of course, gone through Psalm 23 as well. That actually went pretty in depth in Psalm 23. Um, but we're starting a new series this morning, and this series is going to be on the names of God. Now, uh, we're not going to get through every name of God because we're just going to be spending six days here on this, but this is probably a series that I'm going to plug in um, every so often when I'm between series, whether it's a day or two or maybe like a week like this uh, kind of a thing, because it's always good just to get to know God a little bit better, to get to know God a little bit better. But before we get into that, and this morning we're going to be looking at the name El Shaddai, El Shaddai, Shaddai, God Almighty. But before we get into that, we're going to be continuing our scripture reading in Ecclesiastes, and that brings us to chapter 5. And it says this, Walk prudently when you go into the house of God, and draw near to hear rather than to give sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they do evil. Do not be rash with your mouth, and do not let your heart utter anything hastily before God, for God is in heaven and you on earth. Therefore, let your words be few, for a dream comes through much activity, and a fool's voice is known by his many words. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. Do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin, nor say before the messenger of God that it was an error. Why should God be angry at your excuse and destroy the work of your hands? For in the multitude of dreams and many words there is also vanity. But fear God, if you see the oppression of the poor and the violent perversion of justice and righteousness in a province, do not marvel at the matter. For high official watches over high official, and higher officials are over them. Moreover, the prophet of the land is for all. Even the king is served from the field. He who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves the abundance with increase. This also is vanity. When goods increase, they increase who eat them. So the prophet have their owners except to see them with their eyes. The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eats little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not permit him to sleep. There is a severe evil which I have seen under the sun. Riches kept for their own their owner to his hurt, but those riches perish through misfortune. 
when he begets his son, there is nothing in his hand. And he came from his mother's womb. Naked shall he return to go as he came. And he shall take nothing from his labor, which he may carry away in his hand. And this also is a severe evil. Just exactly as he came, so he shall go. And what profit has he who has labored for the wind all his days? Also, uh, he also eats in darkness, and he has much sorrow and sickness and anger. Here is he, excuse me, here is what I have seen. It is good and fitting for one to eat and to drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor in which he toils under the sun all the days of his life, which God gives him, for it is his heritage. As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it, to receive his heritage and to rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God, for he will not dwell unduly on the days of his life because God keeps him busy with the joy of his heart. Now, just a couple things here to point out with this. The first one is, is that you need to be paying careful attention as to how you go into the house of God, how you are, are treating the reverence of the house of God. It says, walk prudently when you go into the house of God and draw near to hear rather than to, uh, to give the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they do evil. Do not be rash with your mouth and let not your heart utter anything hastily before God. And this, of course, then goes into this idea of going and giving a vow, and it's better to not make a vow than it is to make a vow and to not give of it. But it really has to do with this concept of being reverent towards God and being reverent in God's house. And this is something that is incredibly important to understand, that when you go to church, you're going into God's house and you're going to worship God, and he is a holy God who is above everything, and, and he is an almighty God. And so therefore, we ought to go in with reverence and be paying attention to what we're doing and how we're treating the things of God. It's extremely important to go in and to understand that. But that brings us, of course, to what we're going to be looking at today, and that is the names of God. And we're looking specifically this morning at El Shaddai, God Almighty. El Shaddai, God Almighty. Now, this first word here, this first part of the word El Shaddai, El, it's a, a name that is translated as God, and it can be used in conjunction with other words to designate various aspects of God's character. Hence why you might have El Elyon, or you might have here El Shaddai is another one. Uh, but a, another word, much like Shaddai, uh, and uh, or that's that idea there that that's happening here, um, and it's it's derived from shad here. This word shaddai, meaning breast in the Hebrew, and some other scholars believe that the name might be derived um, from an, an Akkadian word sadu, meaning mountain, suggesting strength and power. But this refers to God completely nourishing, satisfying, and supplying His people with all their needs, as a mother would her child. And of course, it's connected to that word El, uh, or God, which denotes God who freely gives nourishment and blessing 
Simply put, El Shaddai, what it's getting at here, this word for God, is that it means he is our sustainer. He is our sustainer. That's the, the, the root of this word here. El Shaddai, he's our sustainer. But the, this word Shaddai, it's, it's a masculine noun, and, and it's a name for God, uh, meaning almighty. And the word here, it occurs 48 times in the Hebrew Bible and 31 times specifically in the book of Job. And this is a name for the Lord uh, the, in the Old Testament and the people of faith referring to him as El Shaddai, God Almighty. Once again, that idea of he's a sustainer of ours, a sustainer. El, this, this idea of El, it denotes God who freely gives nourishment. Isn't that great to think about? But then when it's added with this idea of Shaddai, it's almighty. So he is the all-powerful sustainer. In this term, it's found in passages that report of God's promises of fertility, of land, of abundance to them, and it indicates that he, God, is almighty and he can fulfill his promises. In fact, the Lord appeared to Abraham when he was 99 years old and he identified himself as El Shaddai, El Shaddai, God Almighty. And of course, this is when he gives Abraham the promise that you're going to go and to have a son. All three patriarchs knew him by this name, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And as to Joseph, Ezekiel the prophet knew the tradition of Shaddai well in Ezekiel 10.5. And Balaam, Naomi, and the psalmist, even Joel and Isaiah employed this term Shaddai or El Shaddai, Almighty. But especially it was used in the book of Job who uses the term, interestingly, appropriate as, as a non-Israelite. So you, you'll see the covenant with Israel when we get into this. God uses the, the name Jehovah, and that doesn't mean that we can't go and you know claim Jehovah because God doesn't change. We understand that, but it's interesting. He reveals himself to Israel specifically as Jehovah, and he uh, I, reveals himself, interestingly, in the Old Testament to uh, Gentiles, either as Adonai or um, using one of these designations with El, whether it's you know El Shaddai, El Elyon, whatever it might be, he he uses those names, and, and it's interesting that Job goes and, and points this out quite a bit, and it's used several times, of course, um, all throughout the the book of Job. But let's let, let's uh, look at some of these passages of scripture. Well where El Shaddai was used. And that first one I already referred to it is in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, where God appeared to Abraham. And remember here, El, this idea of the sustainer or the nourisher, and then you have Shaddai, this idea of almighty or all-powerful, so that he is all-powerful to nourish us, to supply, to come through for what we need and to supply our needs. It's, it's, it's incredible when you bring these two words together. Uh, in calling out who God is. And think about this in your life. God is the nourisher in your life, and he's almighty. He can accomplish whatever needs to be accomplished. And we see this in the life of Abraham in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. And it says this, And when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram, and he said, I am almighty God, El Shaddai. Walk before me and be blameless. 
in Genesis 28.3, it says this, May God Almighty, or El Shaddai, bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may be an assembly of peoples. Isn't that incredible to stop and to think about this supplying of a posterity and this blessing, and of course it being called upon that only God is the one who can do that. In Exodus chapter 6, verse 3, it says this, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, but by my name, Lord, or Jehovah, I was not known to them. And this is what I was getting at and referring to earlier. This is God going and speaking to Moses. And he says, look, I, re- I appeared before as El Shaddai, but, but I'm going to appear before the children of Israel now. Here, I'm going to make a covenant with them, and I'm going to use the, the name Jehovah, or Lord, is what it is. So we're going to be looking at some of that here uh, going forward. But also in Ruth chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, it says this, But she said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty, or Shaddai, has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty, Shaddai, has afflicted me? Once again, there, that idea of El Shaddai, God Almighty. And and, and what is Naomi getting at here? She was extremely bitter about this. In fact, she goes and he says, call me bitter. That's what Mara means. Uh, It means bitter is that she's going and saying, look, we left full and we we came back empty. And she specifically uses this, uh, this, this term El Shaddai because she knows that it is God who can accomplish. He's almighty and he's the nourisher. So she's going and saying, look, we don't have the nourishment. He didn't sustain us. Well, the reason, of course, why they why he didn't sustain them is because she walked in sin. Her entire family went prodigal, going to the land of Moab uh, and, and running from the promised land instead of trusting in El Shaddai. But interestingly, as she comes back, God once again, once she meets his conditions and terms, we see that he is Of course, El Shaddai, the one who provides, the almighty nourisher. But like I said, Job really touches on this. I'm just going to read a few passages from Job because it uses this term so many times. Uh, First one, it says Job 5.17. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore, do not despise the chastening of the almighty or Shaddai. Uh, Job 6, 4 and 14, it says this, For the arrows of the Almighty, El Shaddai, are with me. My spirit drinks uh, in their poison, the terrors of God arrayed against me. And then verse 14, To him who is afflicted, kindness uh, should be shown by his friend, even though he forsakes the fear of the Almighty, or El Shaddai. Uh, Job chapter 8, verses 3 through 5, it says this, Does God subvert judgment, or does the Almighty pervert justice? Once again, Almighty, should I? Uh, If your sons have sinned against him, he has cast them away uh, for their transgression. If you would earnestly seek God and make your supplication to, should I, once again, the Almighty. Uh, And it's all over in the book of Job. You can see that several times. So I want to point out just uh, one more passage of Scripture. This is used all throughout Scripture. God is called by Almighty or God Almighty. 
And it's uh, Psalm 91.1, and it says this, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall, ab- shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, of the Shaddai, of El Shaddai right there. And of course, we know that Psalm 91 is an incredibly comforting psalm that has to do with this idea of God being our protector, God being our nourisher, God being the one who comes through on promises. And when we think of his name, this name, El Shaddai, we should be reminded about how God is not limited and there is nothing too difficult for him. Truly, this is a comfort that we can rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And you know, in your life, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're going to be going through, but there are going to be trials that come. There are going to be difficulties that come in your life, and you need to be able to understand and to know who God is, and you need to be able to turn to Him And you need to be able to turn to your circumstances that are difficult, and you might need to give them a shout of grace and remind your circumstances, remind those who are around you, remind all of these things that are coming up against you. Tell your trial this, your God is El Shaddai, the one who nourishes and the one who is almighty. He's bigger than that trial. His promises are greater than that trial. He can take care of you through that trial. And so you're going to stay in the shadow of the El Shaddai. That's what you need to do when you come into a trial in your life. Remember the name of God. Tell that trial the name of God. Because so many times we get caught up in telling God how big our trials are. And you should pray to God. You should tell him about what you're going through. But so many times I think we forget to tell our trials how big and almighty our God is. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end. is all